Steve's NRL season previews the Parramatta Eels. Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL season previews for 2022. I'm your host Stephen Westway. It is Teamless Tuesday, which means we're only hours away from the round one teams being revealed, which means we're only two days away from the start of the Telstra Premiership for 2022. It's an exciting time. Steve's NRL footy tips is back this afternoon. The team list drops at 4 o'clock. I'll start recording as soon as they do. So check out the show when it drops around 5.30 this afternoon. Wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, it's going to be bigger than ever in 2022. Steve's NRL footy tips. I'm going to have plenty of guests on. I'm going to have some player profiles this year. I'm going to give you my expert analysis, which isn't really expert, but I just pretend that it is. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give you some bad advice, some super coach advice. It's all going to be there on Steve's NRL footy tips, which will be available from 5.30 this afternoon. So check it out when it drops. But right now, we're going to be looking at the Parramatta Eels and their chances in 2022. They did finish sixth in 2021, and that means I've got a Six season previews left to cover before the first official show of the year, but I'm looking forward to doing all those today. And I mean, Parramatta, it was a season where they, you know, continued to be one of the most successful and consistent teams in the NRL, but it's another season where there was no lifting of the NRL trophy. It's now been 35 seasons since the Parramatta Eels. Raised that trophy in 1986, 35 years of failure. Can 2022 be the year where the Eels finally break through and win a pre- their premiership? Well, in my opinion, they've never been in a better position to do so uh, in the NRL era, apart from maybe 2001. They've got everything to play for this year, and if you look back to 2021 and their performances near the end of the year, I mean, they did bow out to the eventual premiers, the Penrith Panthers, 8-6 to six in a very controversial semi-final where there several things went against Parramatta near the end of the game. I went on record saying I thought Parramatta should have won that match. I thought they were the better team. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, they didn't get over the line. And luck or no luck in this game, a lot of times you make your own luck. And Parramatta had chances in that game where they could have capitalized and scored points and taken the win, but they, uh, they couldn't get over the mighty Penrith Panthers. So... You know, they're going to learn from that. And one thing I was really impressed by the Parramatta Eagles in that final was the performance of Mitchell Moses, Clint Gufson, and a lot of their key men really stood up when it came to the finals in 2021. They had a history about them, Parramatta, of not performing in the finals. And you can make the argument, well, they've only made it to week two in 2021. Did they really perform? But I think the key ingredients were in place. I don't think their big stars went missing, like Mitchell Moses, which I'd previously accused him of in former finals campaign. I think he really stood up and took the game by the scruff of the neck. It's just that a few things went against them. At the end of the day, they weren't as good as Pender for making the most of their opportunities. I mean, they had plenty of board down Pender's end, but they couldn't take advantage in that game. But overall, 2021 was a good season for Parramatta. They won nine out of their first 10 games. By the time they went to Brisbane, they had won 13 out of their opening 16 matches. But in the second half of the competition, after the competition went up to Queensland, Parramatta only won three out of their final eight games. They had that kind of late-season slide down the ladder, which ended up seeing them finishing finishing on sixth place on the ladder. And to be honest, they were a much better team than sixth place. I mean, you look at everything they accomplished last year, their defense, it was the fourth best in the NRL. Um, They... 
you know, they had a lot of positives about the way they were playing. They were making the third most meat running meters per game. They had 30 tackles inside the opposition 20-meter attackive line per game. So they had so many opportunities, Parramatta. A lot of times they did capitalize, but at certain points of the season, it just looked like they lost their way. And obviously, you've got that pressure. Every year, it just builds a little bit more. And obviously, this year, it's going to be 36 years since the 4-2-1986 grand final victory for Parramatta, where you know you had that all-star side of guys like Peter Sterling, Eric Grove, Brett Kenny, Ray Price. Pressure grows each year for the Eels to come up and deliver that elusive premiership. And, you know, as I said, Eels fans are going to have high expectations this year. I think their squad even though they're losing a lot of them at the end of this season. Guys like Reed Barney and Isaiah Papalihi are moving on. I don't know if they're going to have a better chance of winning the premiership in my life. Um, I mean, all the key components are there for the rest of the year um, that, you know, they can really make a push for this premiership. And, you know, out of all the teams in the NRL, I'd say that the Eels is probably having the most stable squad in terms of, you know, they know where everyone's going to fit in. They know how the puzzle's going to, you know, come together and they've got all the moving parts there already in place. They had a couple injuries in the off-season and some questions about their outside backs, but apart from that, it's a pretty stable squad. And, you know, I mean, teams can either rally from losing a bunch of their players the next season and, and try to go out with a bang, or they can do the opposite and fall apart. But I think Parramatta, based on what they've learned over the last few seasons in finals football, are ready to take that next step forward. And, just like I said about the Rabbitohs in 2021, for mine, if Parramatta don't make the grand final, at least make the grand final, it'll be a disappointment and it will be a failure of a season for the Parramatta Eels. I know that's a big call, but for me, Parramatta has to take that next step forward. They can't be you know, second or third week of finals. And I know they've even struggled to make prelims, but for me, they have to win that prelim and at least make the grand final for 2022 to be a successful year for them. Now, we look at Parramatta... And their player movements and what they've been doing in the market this year. They haven't gained any stars. Um, what they've done is keep most of their stars for the year. They've only really lost Will Smith and Blake Ferguson uh, and Keegan Hipgrave. Those guys of of note. Um, they they have gained Bailey Simonson, who's a good young winger from the Raiders. He's looking for an opportunity. He'll get it at Parramatta um, full-time in 2022. And Mitch Rain from Gold Coast to, you know, he was a pretty solid hooker. Um, back in his time with the Dragons, and he'll be a good cover for um, for Reed Marnie, who we know had some injury concerns at the back end of 2021. As I mentioned, they're losing a few players the next season, guys like Isaiah Papalihi and Reed Marnie, but this is the squad that Brad Arthur wants. There's going to be no excuses. It'll be The pressure will be on them, as I've mentioned, for Parramatta to really take this premiership race and, um, and go all the way in 2022. I mean, you look at their best 17... And according to NRL.com, and Clint Gufson, they've named it fullback. Well, that's obvious. They've got Sevo and Bailey Simonson as their wingers. Micah Sevo is injured for the first half of the season, but he'll slot back in when he comes back into the team. The centers, Will Panisi and Wonga Blake, they're pretty much set. Their halves, Brown and Moses, it will be, I believe, their third year playing together in 2022, or their fourth season, actually, I believe. I think Brown might have debuted in 2019. So their fourth season together in the NRL as starting halves. That's good going, that experience. Their props, Campbell Gillard and Junior Paulo, might just be the best partnership in the NRL for starting front rollers. Reid Marnie 
in the hooker spot. Pavel Leahy and Madison as their starting second rows, and Nathan Brown as Locke on the bench, Nakore, Sean Lane, Kafusi, and either Ray Stone or Bryce Cartwright. So you look at that 17, and you've got to go, well, most of those spots pick them, those players pick themselves in those spots. The only question marks are those outside backs, their wingers and centers, but overall, it's a really set team, and most of those guys will be running down in round one. You look at Fox Sports predicted Eels lineup for the first round. The only changes are obviously Sean Russell coming in for Michael Sevo because he's out to the midway point of the season, and they've actually got Sean Lane starting in second row and uh, bringing Madison off the bench, which is something that Brad Arthur did experiment with during 2021. I think he likes to put Madison on the field to utilize and get the most out of his minutes and really have him as a bit of an impact player because we know Madison can play 80 minutes, but I think that Brad Arthur's focus is really kind of zoning in on that 20 to 30 minute opening stint where Madison can do the most damage on the field, especially with the football in the hands, in his hands because he's so dangerous out there on the edges for Parramatta. So, um, I mean, I've pretty much covered most of it. I mean, as I mentioned, there will be no excuses. There's obviously going to be a lot of pressure on Clint Gufson and Mitchell Moses to perform in 2022. And Gufson's actually is going to share the captaincy this year with Junior Paulo. Interesting decision there by Brad Arthur. I think Arthur realized that he needed a bit of a forward leader to really inspire his forward because we saw in 2021 at certain points of the season that Clint Gufson really struggled, uh, you know, to lift his team, to elevate the team when they were going for a little bit of a losing streak. Now, it's not really his fault at all when you think about it, um, but you can see the frustration starting to uh, appear in Clint Gufson, and maybe that had an effect on his game at certain points of the season. So to bring a guy that, you know, is all about hard work and, you know, taking hard runs out of his own half into the captain's fold, which uh, Brad Arthur done, has done with Junior Paulo, it kind of, you know, takes a little bit of the pressure off Gufson, which I don't think can ever be a bad thing, and he can just concentrate more on playing his natural game and his natural style of football and doing what he can do to contribute to the Parramatta Eels finally breaking that premiership drought. Because you look at someone like Peter Sterling, for example, when the Eels were at their height of their powers, he wasn't really in the captaincy ranks, but everybody knew that he was the general. Everybody knew that he was the guy calling the plays and, you know, steering the team around the football field obviously in the modern day it's gone more towards the fullback doing that as and working with the halfback so i can't see a bad reason in in promoting junior paulo to the captaincy ranks um but yeah the eels as i mentioned if they don't make the grand final in 2022 it will be a disappointment for me i think Parramatta and a very very Good spot. Moses is just going to have to do what he did last year. I mean, he struggled in the State of Origin arena in Game 3, but I really was impressed by what I saw from him in the finals portion of the season. So, you know, he's really good always in in regular season. He just needs to keep going with that. I need to see Dylan Brown improve in 2022. He had a very quiet 2021. He needs to help Mitchell Moses out a little bit, and he also needs to get back his running game, play his natural style of football there, and you know, there could be more points from Parramatta because if there's one thing that Parramatta struggled in 2021 at certain points of the season, it was capitalizing on the opportunities that their forward back had really earned them. As I said, they got tackled 30 times a game in opposition 20-meter um, attackive zone. And, you know, sometimes they capitalized, sometimes they didn't. I think they were seventh in attack for the season. So if they can just hone in and really, um, you know, don't drop the focus on their defense, which was so good at for the majority of the season, 
but really just to have all their guns firing, I think Parramatta can make a big dent in this premiership race. And I've actually got Parramatta making the green final. I've got them coming second. I've got them running up. I'm going to have them second. As my predictions kind of progress, you'll see that I'm not really concentrating on final, you know, regular season positions. I'm more concentrating on where they're ultimately going to finish in this premiership race. And I've got Parramatta finishing second. I think all the cards are on the table for them pushing to this grand final. For me, it's just whether they can get over that final hurdle and win it. Um, you know, I'm not taking away from any of these other teams. You know, you got the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, the Storm, the Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, all in the mix again this year. But really, this is Parramatta's season to go that we want to break this 36-year drought. And I think they can do it. And I was really tossing up whether to put them first or second. I'm going to put them as the runners-up, but I think there's big things for Parramatta in 2022. All right, well, that was my season preview for the Parramatta Eels. How do you think they're going to finish? Let me know in the comments below. I've still got plenty of season previews to come out for the rest of the day. Still got five more, and then Steve's NRL footy tips will be coming your way this afternoon, so check that out as well. Please like the Facebook page on Steve's NRL footy tips to stay notified with all the latest updates, and I'll see you guys next time on Steve's NRL season previews.